0: Greetings and welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast that just made it onto the servers before a tidal wave of popularity. I'm your host and dragoon with a mean Street, David Lloyd, And yeah, before you turn off the channel after hearing what this week's topic is, I'm urging you to bear with us (laughs) as we intend to make this discussion about the critically acclaimed MMO Final Fantasy XIV an enjoyable one, even for the folks who really never do plan to give this game a shot.
1: Have you heard of the critically acclaimed MMO RPG Final Fantasy XIV with an expanded free trial, which you can play through the entirety of a realm reborn and the award-winning Heaven's Ward expansion up to level sixty for free with no restrictions on playtime?
0: Hot damn! Not a sponsor. Yeah, but but we're open for <laughs> yeah. partnerships. We want the big black yeah. chocobo, dang it. <laughs> yeah just just to be clear though our our intention here is not is not to convince people to necessarily give it a try but we do want to kind of cut through all of the discourse and give people an accurate representation of what the experience is and educate Final Fantasy fans who maybe are don't plan to play this and but kind of would you know they hear things and they they want to get a clear picture of how the game actually works so uh, tonight we'll be focusing on the the base game, I guess it would be called, a Realm Reborn. Um, so we'll we'll get into like how it all structures out, but we're pretty much going to be sticking to the a Realm Reborn part. And um, it, it'll be there'll, there'll be talk of story, but it'll be spoiler free. So you know, don't don't uh, don't worry about saving this until you start play the game or anything. This is really just uh, to you know for fans that are enjoying it to kind of. Relive it a bit, and for people who have no plans to play it, just to give you an idea of what it's like. But, uh, yeah, whether or not you, uh, you're you for this or against this, uh, I'm hoping that everyone has a, at least enjoys the discussion. So, here to help me talk about Final Fantasy 14 is the smallest tank in the realm, Casey Gibson.
2: I've got, well, I was gonna say I have so many bottles of Fantasia going to waste, but I think I only have one, but I have no desire to use it. Lala fells for life.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was actually thinking about that myself, uh, whether or not I'd make some changes, but then uh, I had my kids start up some new characters and saw what the options were, and I'm I'm still pretty, pretty happy with my aura or however you pronounce the, I don't know the big you, dragon man. Uh, <laughs> you seem t- like a a bunny girl to me, kind of guy, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe when the male <laughs> Vieira comes out and uh, you know, in in Endwalker, I'll th- I'll think about it. But uh, also with us is the person responsible for getting us hooked on the MMO, the tallest and fluffliest tank in the realm. Paige listen
1: Well, you know, if you download the benchmark, you'll be able to create your LVR now and save it for later.
0: Mm.
1: I've already been messing with making some pretty buddy boys. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> oh, I'll buddy use boy for game. my retainers, I think.
0: <laughs> I did uh, download the, the benchmark test for the, the newest expansion pack, and I was pleasantly surprised to see that I'm still in the very high yep. uh, category, so my my uh, 1060 well. hasn't uh, aged poorly uh it's still holding on strong thank goodness
1: well according to that i am extremely high yeah yeah i
2: well i was gonna say i forgot what i forgot i was just super high or hold on (laughs) i I commented it on your so i'm trying to find that tweet um but i was nervous i was like because not my computer's not bad but it is getting old and like you know it starts up and i gotta like tap the top of the case to get the fan to stop making noise and stuff so i was like oh no um, but yeah, I forgot if it was high or super high. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't page good, but I think yeah. I might be David good.
0: Well, it's funny too, is like, I do, I play on my PS5, so it doesn't really matter what my PC does. Yeah. Although I was, uh, I was happy to find out the, that, uh, you discovered this for me that if you buy the PC version of the game, you actually get a month free. So I might, uh, keep an eye out for another sale. Uh, On the PC version, and because essentially, if I'm buying it uh, to on the the low, low sale, yeah, it
2: evens itself out, yeah. Because that was, um, yeah, I bought it on the PS5 when it was on sale, um, I guess it was like 23 bucks. Because that was, yeah, like download the trial, and I was like, oh, I really like this game, but I'm gonna hold out to the like the last day of the sale, so therefore, you know, my, my, my play time would start at the latest possible point, and then, yeah, just. I, this game it works great on controller and it looks amazing on the PS5 like so good but uh but when you get into like dungeons and stuff I don't know I, there's just so many abilities and stuff that I I need the keyboard and mouse which I was playing with um but still I I was just like it's not my computer chair you know what I mean and I and I like when I play MMOs it, like having that second screen is so nice so mm. I was like yep I'm going to double I- dip
1: yeah, I switched from yeah. PlayStation to PC, um, especially because it's trying to target things I found really annoying. And then mm-hmm. I get stuck in the chat box or something, and I'm the oh tank, and God, then I'm yes. like passed out.
2: <laughs> and then, like as a tank, you got like freaking yeah, like oh no, the healer's getting pummeled, and I'm like a tag, like I'm targeting my
0: friend for some reason, and it's like ah. Well, I do have, uh, so I'm I'm still the holdout, I guess, on the PS5. I. I share all of those complaints though. <laughs> like it's, it's definitely tough. Uh, it can get really annoying when you're in like a big raid, with uh, what is it like twenty four yeah, people? 24. Like all of a sudden it's like I, I'm never. It, it becomes extremely hard to find the enemies, and then. Um, but I do have a keyboard connected to my PS5, so that if I have to start yelling at a healer or a tank for some poor gameplay, then uh, I, I can just type it out really quick while I'm holding the controller. So. Uh, haven't had to do it too many times, but uh, enough that I, I'm keeping a keyboard close to the close to my uh, chair <laughs> in <laughs> case of emergency. But uh, before we get too deep into the game, uh, we'll have to get to the uh, the treat discussion this week. And Paige has got another Australian delicacy that she's going to uh, tell regale us with.
1: So, do you know what a monkey face is? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard of it?
2: Uh, as far as treats go, no. I think like I've heard of monkey paws.
1: So I uh, applied a picture so you can see yourselves. But basically, it's two big biscuits, like Australian biscuits, not like so cookies, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> ra- ra- round. They might have like a bit, yeah, a bit of a wavy edge on the end. Um, they're pretty dry, uh, but in between is a layer of like jam, and on the top biscuit you have about three holes, sort of like a bowling pin pattern or something, and then the jam sits out and sort of like rounds over the top on the whole. So it's like we call it a monkey face because it has a little face. Mm-hmm. Um And then depending on like the shop, there might be covered in like hundreds and thousands and or coconut shredding. Um, so yeah, my whole thing as a kid was just to squeeze the biscuits together a little bit harder to make the jam pop out more like that and then eat, eat it normally.
2: Okay, I'm trying to think... Like, I've, I'm trying to see... Because I'm envisioning a treat that I've eaten that sounds similar to that, um, but I don't know I, the I American name. I put it in Skype
1: chat so you can have a look at what I've...
0: Yeah, I was, I was laughing at the picture because it reminded me of the Pikachu meme where, where Pikachu surprise... The
2: surprise Pikachu, yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. There's one on <laughs> each cookie. That's what,
0: <laughs> that's what the cookie looks like, a surprise Pikachu. It just needs a couple of years and it'll be set.
2: Yeah, I guess because I'm looking like a... like. Like a raspberry shortbreads, something like that, or a thump bre- Yeah, that's... Right, that sounds sort of similar.
0: Yeah, the setup's almost like Oreo-ish, too, like with the two cookies and then the jam in the middle. Oh,
2: I... Oh, that jam in the middle is where it's at, though. Like, I love like a good raspberry jam with like a cookie.
1: Ooh! No, that, I think that... I'm not sure what the flavor is, but I think it might be that.
2: We're gonna have to get some shipped over. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs>
1: well, I'm in lockdown again, so I can't send any... <laughs>
2: Oh no! And it probably no, costs like a hundred dollars for two cookies.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll for just b- anyway. we'll, we'll
2: we'll bill it to the thirsty mage.
1: Mm. <laughs> Put it on the tab.
0: it's a, it's a nice little sugar sugar high that you can get when you uh, turn on your PC or PS5 and start uh, loading up uh, or you know actually what you could do is you could eat these cookies during the period of time that you have to wait for your character to get into the server <laughs> <laughs> for for the game's topic tonight which is Final Fantasy 14 uh we were joking beforehand that um with the the recent surge in popularity it used to be that Uh, you go into the it's kind of weird how it works on the ps5 is it has like that kind of like um online or pc login thing where you have to kind of sign in and then log then hit play and then you actually get to the game and then when you you know hit the button to turn on the server uh typically the server is full (laughs) so the uh so far the timing that i've had to wait is anywhere between like a few seconds and i think a minute has been the worst so it's not not yeah, it's totally usually bad.
2: yeah, it's usually pretty quick. Um cuz like having played WoW 2 um pretty much like I mean, I guess, obviously, if you're on, like, a low-pop server, but, uh, some of the more high-population ones, usually, really, you get the cues when, like, a new expansion or patch drops, you yeah, know?
1: Yeah, uh, I was gonna say, good. wait till, like, the, <laughs> the next expansion comes out and see long, how long you have to wait. Yeah, like, I, oh. I know
2: when, like, the classic <laughs> servers for, for Warcraft, uh, some of the more populated ones, like, you would literally have to wait, like, hours. Like, I remember back in the day, I'd, like, call, I'd call my sister and be like, Sandy, like, go log in for me, like, like an hour before I got home, so it would start the queue, you know, like, then, yeah, um, it's sort of a double-edged sword, because, like, at one point, it's like, well, make more servers, you know, but then you're just spreading out the population and making those worlds not seem as alive, you know, so it is sort of tricky um, to keep the balance, but I, like you said, right now, it's just a matter of a, a minute
0: or two max, uh, if, if not, like you said, even shorter than that. Well, it's stories like these that initially had me scared to actually even buy the game. But maybe we'll just start with a, a quick history of Final Fantasy Fourteen, because it's come a long way in the 10 years that it's been around. So originally released September 2010, so it's actually over 10 years old now. Um, it famously bombed on its release. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Tons of reviews on it that you can look up, but uh, I, one I came across was from 1UP. Uh, the writer was Michael Breeland, gave it a D-plus at launch saying that the game was visually stunning but uh, certainly an unmitigated disaster <laughs> the uh i think one of the big things is that there was um it was big and beautiful but very sparse and and uh, i know people complain about the story and
2: yeah I-, I know they have a really great uh no clip. is uh, yeah. it's a youtube channel um daniel dwyer he does documentaries and yeah they have a really awesome three-part Final Fantasy documentary where, where they, they're talking to game devs and the developers and stuff. Um, and, and yeah, they sort of the the sort of horrific launch and then <laughs> the process in which it took to like actually bring it from the ashes because uh, they brought in Yoshi P, the game director, um, and it was like, yep. fix this, please. And uh, <laughs> essentially it was like, well, you know, we could just sort of like really like focus on the new stuff but you know they didn't want to alienate the the players that were playing it now right because that the game was at its worst and you've got people playing to play like you don't those are your 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 hardcore fan base right like you don't want to alienate those guys so they ended up like still supporting the crappy game <laughs> like the crappy version of it while like pretty much like building a, another like from the ground yeah, up um... more or less
1: it's really cool because they even did like a whole event for it at the end and then it ties into the story that you start with in A Realm Reborn where it starts like after a calamity. So what people <clears throat> at the end of like 1.0 experienced was a calamity basically. Um, <laughs> and players that did play the that original, um, they have some things like a legacy tattoo and things on their characters for, you know, going through That's that good. version of the game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, it's sort of a cool treat for for all those people. Like the yeah, the hardcore people got to to live through this really cool event that will never happen again, right? um mm-hmm. and, and like I know, and and I'm gonna compare to Warcraft a whole bunch just because like that's where like my MMO <laughs> no, is rooted fair. in. But yeah, you could get feats of strength, right? And like before they released Classic, you know, it was like oh, I was I played in Vanilla. You know what I mean? Like I've been around um, and and, like, really cool events that happened, like, it would it would just be like, oh, man, I remember those, you know? Um, I never got to experience, but, like, I could, like, you know, uh, the the tales of uh, the, the olden days, if you will. So it, it must be really cool, especially, like, if you've stuck through it all this time. But, yeah, I played during that time. I saw the Calamity, and, like, and now it's, like, crazy to see where Final Fantasy's taken off.
0: Yeah, well, it was interesting, like, doing... When I was doing research on, like, the history and stuff to find out, like, a bunch of details kind of jumped out at me. <laughs> the first being that this was, Final Fantasy XIV was in- intended to be released on the PS3, which blows my mind <laughs> that they think that they thought they'd be able to get it on there, but well, uh, performance um, issues uh, <coughs> made it clear that that wasn't going to happen.
1: Yeah, hey, uh, Realm Reborn was on PS3 for, uh, I think, up until the other year, where well, they dropped support oh, for yeah. it. Yeah. I think yeah, that's, that's where I first that's, tried that's... to play the game, but I hadn't really played an MMO like that, so I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah,
0: and there was uh, a lot of connections to Final Fantasy XI. Uh, like the the producer, uh, the original producer uh, Tanaka was uh, the the guy who started at fourteen. He he's you know the same director, the same producer from Eleven, went on to f- did work on fourteen. Uh, obviously didn't work out and that's when they brought in uh, yoshi p like only a few months after the uh the launch it was launched in september and they brought in yoshi p in december and it was quite a handoff really because the the like the uh the producer tanaka who had been with square from like the very beginning in the early 80s he actually came over with sakaguchi so to for them to take that <laughs> kind of take that away from him and hand it to yoshi p who really was only there uh wasn't there very long like he had just come out come on uh I think a couple years earlier to work on dragon quest 10, uh, the, the MMO there. And I guess they were, and he worked on a few of the, sp- the off uh, dragon quests as well. Uh, but still like relatively new guy to be just like, okay, fix this, you know, yeah. fix this nightmare, fix this main, <laughs> you know,
2: they must have line final fantasy game, you know, like it, it's got the number it's cause I remember I, I can't, you know, I don't have the exact quote, but essentially it was just like, yeah, this is, this is like a numbered final fantasy game. Like we we cannot let this be at this state, you know. Um. So he probably took like with with great responsibility, right? Like I I'm going to turn this thing around, and I think like all the players love him, right? Like, and it's such a stark contrast uh, between Warcraft because like all the players hate Blizzard, you know what I mean? Like they don't know <laughs> yeah. what they're doing; they're ruining the game. It you know like they're horrible, yeah. and then you then the Final Fantasy people are like we love this game, everyone come play it. Like, yeah, we love the game. We love Yoshi-P. So it's just so interesting to see, uh, like, the player bases, like, uh, feelings
0: towards the creators in in these two instances. Well, and even, uh, I remember, like, even, I'm sure I was one of them back in the day who was very annoyed (laughs) that the MMOs were in the numbered titles. Mm -hmm. And uh, surprised to learn that it was uh, actually Sakaguchi, who was the one that actually pushed uh, like when final fantasy 11 was coming out uh the brass set square at the time uh, did not want the mmo to have to be part of the numbered series like they they were pushing for the numbered series to stay like that the way it was basically you know the the single player experience the long rpg but sakaguchi uh when he was there like this was right at the end <laughs> right before he left uh he had pushed very hard that if the game was to be successful it had to be a numbered it had to have that importance placed on it Mm -hmm. and um he ended up leaving before the game came out but um the the people working on it uh, kind of uh, maintained his cause or kept kept the cause going to keep it a numbered title so that that kind of followed his legacy that way but uh, anyone who uh, <laughs> who's annoyed that the, these MMOs are numbered games uh, can blame uh, the father of the, the franchise himself, <laughs> Sakaguchi, for, for pushing that one. But uh, yeah, we talked about it a bit, but like right now, uh, the way that uh, you can play Final Fantasy XIV is either on PC or Mac uh, or PS4 or PS5. So we got the, all three versions there. So, right now, there's the the base game, which is A Realm Reborn, and there's been three expansions since then. So, Heaven's Ward, Stormblood, and Shadowbringers. And uh, there's a a couple different ways to purchase the game. So, you can buy the starter with uh, Heaven's Ward, or you can buy the complete edition that comes with everything, uh, which I think all of us did.
1: Well, I think normally what they do whenever a new expansion comes out is they release a version that has everything but the newest expansion. And then you can buy the new expansion later separately.
2: Yeah, I actually... Um, I think I went and found a code on a website and I, I, th- I bought, like, the Shadowbringers edition and it had all the previous ones and it had the $30 or the, the 30-day gameplay. So, yeah, I don't know exactly how that works, but, yeah, that, that sounds, I guess, like Paige was saying, is sort of like you buy the most recent and you sort of get all the rest.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's the one I... Like, I got... I think it's called the complete edition that's that's the version that was on sale that I bought I actually bought the PS4 version of it last year uh, which and it came with the 30 day uh, the free 30 day first 30 days and then uh, when they made the PS5 version there was a uh, they have a free PS5 upgrade that I was able to download and then I just picked up a game time card. Because for whatever reason, Square's website wasn't working. <laughs> Didn't like my credit card for some reason. You know, so it's, I ended up just going to.
2: It's weird, because uh, I mean, so Asmund Gold, right? He he's the streamer, like the big Wow streamer, uh, that went over and he's been playing Final Fantasy, and they had like two hundred thousand people watching him play. Uh, but essentially, like he was like, yeah, it took me like forever to download and get the game. It's like Square doesn't like make it easy for you to pay them. And it was like, <laughs> no, and it was joking weird. around. It was like, if Blizzard does one thing right, <laughs> they know how to get your money, you know, like they're going to make it easy for you. And then meanwhile, Final yeah, Fantasy's like bending over, like not bending over backwards, uh, just messing up, like what the heck?
0: Yeah, because I know like once you've signed, you, you have to set up like an account and then it's not like just a click, here you go and get your 30 days. It's You have to go through like the uh, mog station website which is like very old looking it doesn't look like they've updated it <laughs> oh forever. i know it's yeah and then find the edition that you have and then order. it's just so weird that it's not like just like a one click like here take my money and and continue on and i i suppose it would be easier if, if you were on like a recurring payment but i'm i'm still like ah, i want to make sure i'm you know using it all the time so i, I i'm still like one of the old uh, fogies it's like <laughs> no i'm gonna just buy everything <laughs> Thirty and sixty days at a time.
1: yeah, I know some people are complaining about how hard it is to buy the game, and I never really considered it to be that difficult because I just went through the Square Enix um, Australia store and then get the code and redeem it that way. but I know you know some people mess up when they get the game through Steam and then they have to get it through Steam they you know like they have this extra client that they didn't really need if they just went through a, a Square Enix directly.
2: Yeah, I, I yeah. feel like people are so ingrained to like just go through Steam for anything on the computer.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll talk
0: about uh, a Realm Reborn because uh, Casey and I, I mean Pages, <laughs> I think you've cleared everything for a while now. Yeah, so it's, uh, I finished. Casey and I, to I finished
1: up. a Realm Reborn about two years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> so she I don't might know how much I'll remember.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Casey and I finished it last week. <laughs> oh,
2: I tell you what, it's. It's funny, right? Cuz I I everywhere I see it, it's like you just got to get through a realm reborn and then the game is amazing. Like it's so much fun. Like you just got to sort of get through that slog and then you're good. But I didn't find it to be very sloggish at all. <laughs> like uh, I thought
1: yeah.
2: like when I first started playing like, I would just grab and do every quest. So, like, for the first however many levels, like, I was literally doing every single side quest, like, even if it didn't give you anything. Um, and then I read and was like, no, you could pretty much just do the MSQ, uh, which is the main story quest line. And um, that'll pretty much give you enough experience. So
1: Yeah, generally speaking.
2: Yeah, so once I shifted over to that uh, approach... I was already, like, way higher level than all the, the M- MSQ quests, so I would, I would like, sink down so much.
1: Yeah, I see people, I just, like, they make tweets, and I'm just like, I don't understand the mind, like, they'll be like, oh, how do I grind, cause I want to get to this, so I was like, just play the story quests and do your <laughs> job, like, you maybe need to grind a tiny bit, but the game, you don't get level capped until level 80, like, so... Um, you know, if you beat your own robotic, like, you might already be level 60 something by the time you get to, like, Heavens, or oh, not Heavens, okay. So, it states, you beat, Heavensward. You might be already in, like, the level 60s by the time you get to Stormblood because you still, your, your XP isn't capped until you hit the actual level cap, unlike the people that would have played it before the, you know, expansions came out. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, well, one thing. Uh, see, that would actually that sort of ties into where I would say like the only part that sort of felt like a slog to me, and it's sort of funny because it's the end game stuff. Um, it's like I rolled the credits on A Realm Reborn, right? Like that first story, like you have like that awesome moment at the end. Um, like I said, no, we won't go into many any spoilers here. But then I was like, oh, like I must be on to Heaven's Ward, and then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> no, you need to go through <laughs> no. all of the raids. And to do that, you need to go through all these other quests. And then to do that, you got to go through... It. So there's like a whole bunch. Guess what? What's up?
1: that? That's actually cut down. Originally, there was about 100 quests between <sighs> Realm Reborn and Heavensward. And then, say, before they like restructured this new free trial, they cut down the number of quests and they made some more things compulsory. So they made the raid series compulsory because it ties into the story later down the track. And a lot of people just hadn't... Unlocked the um, the Crystal Tower at all, um, and they made it so that the getting a mount is mandatory because apparently some people were not <laughs> were missing that quest as well. Oh, man. <laughs> like, but yeah, if you think that's a slog, like it, it was, it was, bit, it was more of a slog. <laughs> well, you originally. know
2: what the, the the reason like it it wasn't even so like I mean it was I guess pretty good length, um, but for me the the thing that was like I guess sort of made it feel worse than it was, is that you don't really get very much experience at all. Like, once you mm. get that, the post-game stuff, that it gives you, like, 4,000 4, or something. So, each The other quest- thing about
1: that yep. is, though, like, you know, when you originally, if, you know, if you had it before all the expansions, you'd be oh, yeah, capped, so cap. that XP would, you know, like, you don't, you don't, you only need to be level 50 to start the Heavensward quest, so it's not really, oh, no, I'm not getting levels because you're still going to, be the level you need.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I was. Uh, yeah. I was when I first got into Heaven's Ward. I was level fifty six. Um,
1: yeah, like you're already nearly <laughs> Oh
2: end. no, I totally get it. Uh, you don't need <clears throat> the experience, but like, I just that like uh, the dopamine hit, right? Of like, oh, <laughs> like I leveled up after uh, X amount of quests. Like that feels great, you know? Yeah. Um, because th- I mean, the story was going from like hundred
0: k experience to four. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, exactly. And and then like. And then I guess like obviously when you're level capped back you know, like you said pre like before all the expansions the like you wouldn't get experience but those items that you'd be getting your gear right like that would be really a, a nice reward cuz it's like I'm going to use this for a while where like now I'm like well like oh I'm just going to start questing in Heaven's Ward and probably replace all of this stuff anyway you know so it's just like it it was missing that little extra hit but the story i thought was awesome like and like man what an ending jesus
1: i i think yeah, a lot of players got confused with at like, the leveling or they you do need to upgrade your gear like when you hit 50 and like 60 get the better gear um but yeah because you can keep going forward you don't need to worry about it as much and then there are some people worrying about their relic quests whereas like you don't actually you but you know you'd be better off just waiting till you get to the newest ones <laughs> <You> yeah <know? laughs> yeah i did that yeah. I mean, but I, I was yeah. just
2: feeding into the, like, I was like, I'm having fun. I want to get a mm. cool looking sword. Cause I had, like, some, like, peeny weeny stupid little sword. I was like, Pfft, I want a cool one, you know? And it cost <laughs> me a lot of time and gold. And then I replaced it, like, <laughs> literally, like, half a day later.
1: <laughs> mm. I, yeah, I made myself broke um, because I, I leveled up minor um, to max in about three five days and like mm. i had to keep me to do the dr- class quest you know you needed certain levels of perception or whatever which means i needed better gear and because i'm not a crafter or anything i was just buying the gear and i'm like that was <laughs> that's all my money i'd be like asking my brother like i need, I need some gear <laughs>
2: please i need some money yeah you're out in town
0: like yeah. <laughs> panhandling yeah. yeah i had a similar experience to you casey in the sense that like going in I, I was hearing the same things. It's like, get through Realm Reborn, the, like the best stuff is, is later on. and But I, I kind of, the, this the experience to me was very similar to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 in the sense that once you kind of get past that early tutorial section of, of like, I know Xenoblade 2, I think that tutorial was almost like 30 or hours or so <laughs> before you like unlock all the blades. Um. So like, thankfully to me, so... From from the be from the point I started until the point where our heavens ward really started, I would say it was about fifty hours, I think, give or take. It, um, yeah, that really depends that on how
1: much extra stuff you do, or if you like changing classes all the time, then you are going to level those up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and I did. Uh, I did change classes once. I I started as a tank, and then and then when I figured when Casey told me he started he was a tank and I'm like oh, okay I'll I'll switch so I hit level 30 um, as the gladiator and then I started fresh as a Lancer um, and ended up I think I was like level 40 or 54 when I finished a, a realm reborn but I would say that initial period was like 10 hours I think the first 10 hours was a little dry as there because it's basically it's like they're trying to feed you the story like kind of, like the whole calamity story uh the introduction and then they're also trying to v- like very slowly <laughs> get you I think it's one of those things where it's really set up for someone who hasn't played an MMO before hmm. to be like they're they're holding your hand through that first Although... 10 hours of okay this is what you have to do <laughs> and then once you get past that then the story like really um, picks up
1: playing with my sister there um you know she's re- reading all the tutorials and is still having to explain stuff to her cuz she's just not getting
0: <laughs> well it's, yeah definitely definitely hard to pick up like if hmm. um especially if you haven't played an MMO like there's so much detail to to like the mechanics and the structures like there's i'm sure there's still tons of stuff that i'm just completely ignoring that could probably like make make things easier or better but like a keyboard uh, and mouse
1: yeah <laughs> that would definitely help <laughs>
0: I, I'm still, I'm still getting by with. Uh, it's getting harder and harder every time I get a new level and I get a new um, action or trade or something like some kind of thing, the ability that I can use. Then I'm looking at like my first. Uh, so the way that, the, so the way that the the abilities work in Final Fantasy 14 with a controller is, uh, so there's like a, a screen on your screen. There's like eight abilities on the left and eight abilities on the right, and you kind of. Activate them by holding L two, and, they're, and then there's they're, they're in the shape the, uh,
2: of the controller face buttons, like for yeah, people like
0: so they're they're mapped to the face buttons. So there's like the the D pad and the, the the face buttons, I guess the shapes: circle, X, triangle, and square. Uh, so you hold L two, and then you can hit one of the buttons to activate the ability, or you can hold R R two, and it'll bring up a uh, the other set. And then if you so basically if you have, if you have more than uh, sixteen abilities that are that you can use. You would then have to hit R one to switch to like the next page of abilities. Um, which I will, co- like, I, yes, it's getting annoying, especially when you're in mid battle and you're like trying to flip through pages. Um, so it's at some point I'm gonna have to give up my controller and switch over to a mouse. But uh, I've been trying to hold on for as long as I can.
2: Yeah, I, I was gonna say it's like I could for the controller, like. Just doing quests, you know, where it's like, oh, I could get away with just sort of not worrying about any cool da- like cooldowns or defensives or anything. But yeah, I don't know. Like for me, I have uh, I have one of those like MMO mouses <laughs> that have like the um, like the twelve buttons where your thumb it- thumb is, you know. <laughs> oh, I bet, yeah, pro gamer. Oh, dude, I- I'm telling <laughs> you, just because in WoW too, it's like there's just so many abilities, and I don't like. For me, I don't want to have to, like, hold down shift and then hit, like, numbers, you know what I mean? So this gives me, like, all of that and then some, you know? I don't know. I find it um, way better.
1: I have my stun attacks on my um, side of my mouse buttons.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much, like, because I always usually play tank. So I'll have, like, my main abilities, you know, one through zero or whatever on the keyboard. And then on my mouse, I'll have, like, all my defensive cooldowns. And, yeah, like, stuns or taunts or something. So then that way, it's like I could always keep attacking, you know, but then, like, easily shoot over and do whatever I need. But, um, but yeah. Like I said, I think you'll eventually... Because I've even seen, like, yeah, like we're saying, I'm, like, level 56. I was uh, a paladin, or I am a paladin... And even just looking at all the abilities I've yet to unlock and I'm like, oh man, there's already not enough room. MMO problems, that's for sure.
0: suppose before we lose everybody getting into the kind of the dirty details uh, I think we should just talk about the thing that uh, that to me is the kind of the standout for Final Fantasy 14 and has really kept me playing Um, especially like I'm someone who bounces you know between RPGs very quickly Um, so the fact that it's held my attention this long is, is very much a compliment to uh, the story of uh, A Realm Reborn and just to let everybody know we're not going to spoil it we're going to talk about the story we'll talk about some details but it, nothing to spoil the experience we're not going to tell you the results or how it ends or anything like that so no, no, don't worry about clicking off or anything but to me the, the, the story in A Realm Reborn is on par with any of the best stories in the Final Fantasy franchise like it hmm. if, if someone told me it was their favorite I, I wouldn't argue with them in the least I'd be like, "Yep, makes sense." Like I I could totally see that. Like it's up there with, you know, the Final Fantasy 7 or Final Fantasy 6. Like it's just it's an amazing story. And I guess though just to kind of give people an idea of how it is, so in, in that t- <laughs> that initial 10-hour tutorial, what you'll find out is that um so everything takes place in Aor Aorzea is the is the name of the world that's in and the world is made up of three countries Well, in, in uh,
1: aroma there's about and aroma born yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Th- three in a little bit three point 2 um three three important ones for for the aroma born um there's Thanalin, which is kind of like your desert country hmm. um there's uh Gradanya which is the forest country and Limso Limsa Lewin Limsa Limota Lowwimens yeah it's a weird one. Um, that's kind of like your water country, basically. It's it's made Pirate up of like land. boats and islands and stuff. Pirate land, yeah. So the the way that so it's basically kind of like a political intrigue sort of thing. Like there's this calamity. So there's so on top of Eorzea, there's um to the north of Eorzea, there's uh, Garlamade, um or Garlamod. I'm not sure how exactly it's pronounced, but it's basically this empire of people who are like they've been trying to invade Eorzea and, and annex them um for for decades or whatever for years and um so the game starts off with uh the the story is 5 years ago there's uh this really big um invasion where you know Garlamed's coming down they've got this big army um the three nations of Eorzea have all kind of banded together to form um you know this this alliance to fend off the invasion And, um, the kind of trump card, I guess, for, for the Empire is that they call upon the dark, this dark moon where, um, Bahamut lives. And so, like, they bring down this meteor and Bahamut jumps out and he, like, lays waste to a a big section of Eorzea. And, um, the only thing that, that ends up saving the realm is that, um, four warriors of light and, uh, the leader of the Scion, uh, the Scions of the Seventh Dawn, I guess it is, um, they, um, oh, uh, Louis Croix, I think yeah. is his Louis name.
1: Louis, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he, he has a French <laughs> name. Uh, yeah,
0: I think it's Louis Sois. L- I think it's Louis Qua. Mm. Louis Sois. Um, so, him and the four warriors of light uh, basically like sacrifice themselves to you know, uh, stop Bahamut. Like, it's basically he comes down, lays waste. They do this spell. It kind of like blows everything up, and then bahamut has gone, and the empire goes back uh, with the tails between their legs for a few years. And and basically, like so, the light, the wars of light have gone. For some reason, nobody can remember exactly who they are. They just know that they're the four wars of light. And the scions kind of just continue on without their leader. Um, they have a new leader, Menphilia. And um, the game starts off with. Um, yourself, your created character uh, enting, entering entering and uh, meeting or or hearing kind of like psych- psychically, I guess uh, the the crystal, this crystal of life, Heidolin, uh, and, and you find out the adventurer has this uh, ability called the Echo, that basically it's they they can when they meet certain people they get a glimpse of the past. It's basically like they their feet their watching their memories so yeah so you got you know this calamity that happens five years ago you the new adventurer entering eorzea um right now the three countries are all kind of um they're not at war but they're not they're not very friendly with each other per se either like the leaders are kind of friendly with each other but they all have kind of uh their, their own problems that are going on in each of the countries. So they're not exactly an alliance anymore. Um, the empire is still plotting, uh, their own invasion. Like that hasn't gone away. Like they have new leaders trying new things and, uh, and your adventurer kind of comes in green and, and, and you know, goes, starts doing kind of small tasks in the country. It depends on the class you choose where you actually end up. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could end up in any of the three, but, the experience is the same. Like you go to the Adventurer's Guild and register.
1: <laughs> Uldah's the best. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, Ulda.
0: yeah. I, I've the ones. That, so I've done Olda and Gridania now. Um, I don't know. It's it's. Yeah, I get I get why people like Ulda, but I kind of like the 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 forest place too because I like the music there. Uh, so it's kind of neat, but. Uh, you, yeah, you register with the Adventurers Guild, and then uh, you meet up with the Scions um, of the Seventh Dawn. And so, they're the Scions are basically like this other kind of group that are on their own. And um, their task is kind of twofold, I guess. Like their 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 main task is to ensure that the Primals um, don't don't come to the realm. So the Primals are basically like for Final Fantasy veterans would be like the Eidolons Edelons. Um, the guardian forces, basically like your Afrit, Baham, or not Baham, Baham, but Afrit, Shiva, uh, Titan, like all of those. Uh, so they're actually villains in this game, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Th- those, uh, guardian forces. And, uh, so you have like these beast tribes throughout the land that are calling forth these primals. Um, so, so basically your job in there early on in the realm reborn is to, to take care you of know, them, kill the primals, I guess, get rid of them. Prevent them from uh, coming because the primals can um, brainwash people to to do their bidding, so they're witch. they're definitely the the villains um, yeah, having the witch.
1: echo pre- protects you against as well, which is why often yep. you're like the only person fighting like you know, canonically <laughs>
0: yep but the uh, the great thing about the story is that it just it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger as you get further in. so you know you're kind of starting off as this green adventurer and then you kind of graduate to primal killer. Uh, which then graduates to um you become you eventually become the warrior of light uh, it's not a spoiler don't worry the um uh, that that it, all of a sudden the empire is starting to you know infringe more so now you' on top of fighting primals you're also trying to fend off the empire and um, there's a lot of like twists and turns in the story there's a lot of political stuff and uh it's it's just it's fantastic like I I don't know like it's it's i, I so tough to get into details but I'm just you know as someone who's played all the Final Fantasies this this is easily in my top three and depending on the day of the week could be I uh, I might be one of those people that says you know ah, this story might be the best I don't know. I think,
2: I think the ability to just I mean I, I don't know I'm trying to think how to say it but like I feel like a base Final Fantasy game even that's super duper long and dense and full of everything you know like, this is just able to, like, trump that in such a big way, because it is, like, a sort of ever-changing world, and to be able to, you know, like, the expansions, right? Like, they can set things up early.
1: Mm, they do. Yep, and then
2: they can revisit <laughs> that later, you know, which like, is really um, cool, and it helps to to make it not just feel, oh, like, oh, I'm playing a game, I, I'm in this world, I'm experiencing it, things are changing, things are happening, and, like, it, it just... Has a different feel to it.
1: A lot of people um, like go back and do like the new game plus, so you didn't get XP for it. But you, know, you go through the story, small, so like, oh, I realized this thing. Or say at the end of A Realm Reborn, um, but before like the in between quest, we're having that sort of ce- like this little bit of a celebration, um, and they all like hear something. I kind of completely forgot about it, and then it gets brought up like way later in the story, and you're like, ah, oh, right, that <laughs> that Interesting. thing. Nope. <laughs> and yeah, there's a lot of things like that. Um and that's sort of like say the Crystal Towers why they made that a mandatory quest is because something in Shadowbringers connects to that. So then it like you you might not yeah, like, you you know, know who the yeah, character yeah, is if you don't play saying. so they make people yeah, play I didn't it. Know that, but that's and exciting. then yeah, and not like the in terms of like custom battle there's only a little bit, but you know, sometimes you might be a certain race and they'll say something. So if like you're the aura and you get to a place where they are aura in um Stormblood there might be like a line or two about that, um, and then yeah, there'd be so, like, with the Crystal Towers, there'd be like a line with a character later on where you, you wouldn't actually have the choice to say it because you don't know the character because you didn't do the Crystal Towers, yeah, so it, wouldn't, it wouldn't work. They've, yeah, they've made it mandatory, so then it's not, yeah. One thing, um, always I think kind of actually worried me more is I know before Shadowbringers came out and like toppled it, a lot of people said the Heavensward is the best story. And like they were like, it's the best story in an RPG I played, and then I played and I'm, like, that actually makes me feel kind of bad because I'm like, so all RPGs don't have good stories if this is the pe- if this is <laughs> if this it's is the best from here. <laughs> if this is the best then like what is everything else like? <laughs> well, it's funny. I heard I've heard
2: that sentiment too about Heaven's Ward being like one of the the tops. Um, but I was going to say like when you were mentioning how they made the Crystal Tower mandatory. Um, But you know what? I like that, though, because like a big complaint with like modern day Warcraft is it's like you just play the patch. So it's like, all right, a a patch releases with a a brand new raid and that's what you go do. And like now the raid that was from the previous tier or, or the previous patch is like useless, like, no one, like, I'm sure there are people who still run it, you know what I mean, but, like, like the majority of the the player base just moves on, and it's like, alright, that's old news, we don't care about that anymore, let's continue with the new stuff, where, like, the original, you know, back in, in the early, early days of Warcraft, it would be something where you would get to level, you know, the level cap, level 60, then you would, like, okay, we're gonna work through the first first raid, get some gear. Now I'm going to be strong enough to go to the second raid. And then eventually I'll be strong enough to go to the third and the the final raids, you know what I mean? And, and it, the progression felt really great because you felt, you know, I'm, I'm in this world, I'm seeing all the content, I'm getting stronger. This is awesome. But now it's like, I said, it's like, Oh, I like, like I played the first, tier, like, I'd be, like, geared enough to go, I haven't played in months, and I could jump in and be like, oh, I could be raiding the new stuff tomorrow, you know what I mean, um, and, like, never touch the previous stuff again, even on a new character, you know, you'd sort of just bypass that, which, you know, makes it just not feel really great, in my opinion, so I like that Final Fantasy is, like, hey, you're gonna go through these older raids, and, and you're gonna get to experience them, and like i know they're relying on the story but it's just it's it's fun stuff that you know maybe or i shouldn't say maybe like if i could have skipped that and just went to heaven's ward like i 100% would have just totally have done that but um, i liked that they made me go do it you know
1: i i've seen people on twitter talking about how you know they're like happy that they've been wiping in like the crystal tower raids because of all the new people because that means you know they're not just blazing through everything immediately yeah, <laughs> people yeah. are actually having to, having to learn it maybe um, one wipe
2: you know maybe not yeah. too many wipes <laughs> there was one it was actually funny I, I like being a tank right
1: yeah. i hate
2: going into a dungeon and not knowing exactly what's going on
1: i i always watch um M- mystic um, um her her videos um before i would do dungeons um, because yeah, I'm the tank, so it's like my responsibility and where I'm going. But my, my sibling told me for like um, Shadowbringers, to you know, don't what, don't do it because you'll get spoilers. Just just play through it, and mm. they can deal with the you know, you're the one that has the note of saying that you don't, haven't done the dungeon before. They can deal with it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, but when David would told me, he's like, "Oh, it wasn't too bad." So the first raid, I, I like did a quick skim of the boss. I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." And then like I totally pooched one of the bosses. I was like, "Oh no!" And like <laughs> we, we we oh we the survived, <laughs> but it was one of those like, "What is the tank doing?" And I'm like, "Oh no!"
0: Yeah. Well, that's the that's one of the nice things though is like I've been in a few where it's like, okay, the healer clearly is new doesn't doesn't know what they're doing or the tank is new doesn't know what they're doing. And everyone so far, like now this' is anecdotal, it's only my experience. Everybody so far has been super nice to the people who have been struggling. Um, just just uh, the yesterday actually, I was playing um, one uh, I was doing a duty roulette so you can end up doing like a a, ver- a really early on raid where there's like people, obviously green people who have, haven't played much. So you know you get in there and you got the tank, the healer and the two Dps. And so in our case the the tank and the healer were like both brand new had no clue what they were doing and uh we were getting wrecked on like the first like j- not even a boss it was like just the first big big enemy and uh you know it, to their to their credit i mean there was a specific way to to beat them it was like this one like the character cast doom and you, to and so you had like 10 seconds to run to this square to have it taken off and I mean if you if you hadn't played it before, you wouldn't know what what was going on. So there's there's nothing you know, you can't complain that much, but like the tank was not was obviously not distracting the enemies and the healer was like not I don't know, just not even healing and, and the other DPS um was very patient and like typed out thing like, you know, this is what you should do, this is you know, this is how we'll beat this person. Don't worry, we'll get through it. And I'm like like, man, there's so few video games, like online games that you can play where someone would be patient enough to be like, here, let me help you, we'll get through this together.
1: Oh, I've had one one bad experience. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, <laughs> oh, really? I had to re- refrain myself from just like, you know, yelling at somebody because they're like, yeah. Um, although they did fix, I think, the problem. So now your gear won't break down until you've left the dungeon or whatever, so... You won't, like, be doing multiple attempts and you gear breaks while you're still not like, um, able to yeah. wait until you have eggs, because that was one of the problems with that person. But uh, Or
2: when, like, uh, oh, there's nothing worse, and, like, and this would be a WoW problem. But, like, you're doing everything, and they're like, oh, no, I didn't repair. Oh, no, my sword broke mid-fight. And then you're just, like, literally just punching the boss, doing, like, zero damage. <laughs> and you're like, why, why is my DPS so low? What the hell's going on here? And it's like, oh, no, I'm an idiot. Or, like, if you're, mm. like, a tank and your shield breaks, and it's like, man, I am getting absolutely smacked right now. Like, what is going on?
0: I got a hilarious story about one raid. Um, There was one, I believe... I can't remember if it was one of those, like, full parties, or it was definitely at least eight. Yeah, it was eight of us. So there was eight people, and we were fighting uh, an ASEAN. Like, it was one of the Asian battles. And uh, so, like you beat him down to a certain point and then you end up getting, um, teleported to like this other, this other part of the arena for, for a moment. And so we, I think like the first, we had tried to defeat the Asian twice and like died both times and people were kind of getting a little impatient, but it was like, we were getting better. So it wasn't that big a deal. Um, so in the third one, we, we, again, we got the boss down to a certain point. We end up in the other dimension and there's, there's like a certain way that you're supposed to avoid damage. And we just, nobody, we just weren't, it wasn't working or whatever. So the third time we're down in this thing and people are doing better at avoiding, but eventually the, the, the boss ended up, uh, attack, like beating, uh, knocking seven of the eight people out. (laughs) And the one person that was out, the one person that was left running around trying to dodge the attacks was the healer. Oh no! And the healer, the healer had a limit break oh. that revived yeah. every single person, <laughs> <laughs> and you would not believe the congratulations this guy was getting after we won they, the boss. They, they got Everybody all the player Combinations like, for that, yeah, round gotta, for sure. Oh, there like, was there was bows going around. There was people like in the chat, like praising the healer like you know (laughs) dude there's never this this guy is like a guy
1: Um, i'm being a tank there's a lot of funny things like some like i I always want to be the main tank and a lot of time unless you're actually doing something like a hard content you never really discuss it. It's just sort of yeah, whoever grabs <laughs> a race. it first, yeah, like, whatever. Um, and I've had times where I've actually screwed up something, but because I wasn't the main tank, they blamed the other person, and um, sometimes <laughs> even like kicked them.
2: Oh no! Um, which,
1: to be fair, I was also like the new player, like the novice thing. So obviously, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, and then I get to be the main tank and get it right, and I'm like, yeah, really?
2: yeah. Oh man, um, so good. I
1: have. I found that being on voice chat with people that have played the Raids or Dungeons before is not very helpful. Um, I have done some really embarrassing things because I was relying on my siblings' help to tell me, uh, but then they didn't know. It. So, for example, I was in one of the uh, near, near Raids um, and, you know, you've got your A, B, and C groups, right? And I couldn't get the aggro of this. I kept, I kept losing it and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because I was in A group spot when I needed to be attacking Oh,
2: so the other tank's, like, like, just ripping it back off you? Like,
1: (laughs) what the hell's going on? (laughs) And, like, and, yeah, I'm trying to, like, what's going on? Like, and then, yeah, my my guys are getting beat up because there's no tank with them. And (laughs) and then after I realized, I look in the chat, and then I had, like, someone gone like, oh, Alyssa over here. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I feel so bad. Um, So I have, um, I've edited my character search to say smooth brain tank. (laughs) Don't expect anything from me. My head got hit too many times, okay?
2: That's funny. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, there's nothing better Mm -hmm. than like being the savior of of, like the group, whether it be like you're the last one alive and, and get the last hit, or if like you just pull a big brain move, you know, like, oh. That, that's like the best with wow and, and or any mmo like i said i mean i don't have a ton of experience rating here obviously so um but yeah and then when you're on like voice control and like and everyone goes bananas the the nerd rages you know <laughs> the, the gasms, if you will
0: To, to kind of finish up our Final Fantasy XIV, I want to make sure we give plenty of time to talk about some of our favorite... I think, uh, like, apart from the story, which is obviously terrific and I really love, uh, I think the other two strengths of Final Fantasy XIV are uh, the characters. Like, I think they're mm-hmm. wonderfully developed characters. Uh, you know, you can easily fall in love with them. Um, mm. And the music, <laughs> the music is amazing. Oh, dude. oh man. So, uh, Maybe we'll start with the characters <laughs> before we get into the music. But uh, so uh, maybe we'll start with okay, who who are the standout characters for you guys?
1: I like the Sultana.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know,
1: I, I started all that too, so I got a bit more with her. Yeah. Um, like, geez, You get some slightly different cutscenes when like you you meet whatever Scion is in that area. Um, and then I get a bit confused because of that like. Before you get to Heaven's war during like Coerthus and stuff, so I'm pretty sure Horshfont is in a because, yeah, like, yes he, yeah, yeah, so yep. he's he's definitely yep. like my favorite like even partly like with the like, spent like he's still the standout character for me mm. um such a nice guy, he's so yeah.
0: he's so uh, supportive of the warrior light, he's yeah. like
1: um he's that the I', would say, I would say don't. I won't link you, like, the video just because, like, you know, if you watch too many Final Fantasy videos, you get, like, spoils about all sorts of, like, things, and it's, like, it just pops up with Yeah, down the road. But, like, um, in his Japanese dialogue is a lot more perverted. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, oh, really? he got
1: censored. Like, they even toned down his facial expressions and animations because he'd be talking about, like, your muscles um, and stuff like that. Um, oh, really? like, yeah, he wanted to see like I the sweat glistening on you. Like, he was like, he's really enthusiastic about like, you <laughs> know, your strength as a well, warrior. And, it's, like,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess for me, uh, there's so many characters. Um, Yishtola, like, she's a boss, you know what I mean? Um, Fancrid, I really like him. Just Alphanoid, is that Alphanar? Yeah, like, I really love him, you know, especially yes. since he's. So connected to you, right? Like at least up yeah. to the point where I am, he's like my like we're uh, I'm I might be the warrior of light, but he's like the second in command. You know what I mean? As far as you know, importance. I feel like. Um, oh
1: wait, I finally forgot the most important character, Tataru.
2: Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. She's. I love. I mean, not not really spoilers, but like in the beginning of Heaven's Word, I just love her attitude. You know, like she's so funny
0: but well i mean alpha no and alpha no 2 is in like the Endwalker uh trailer so you know he's around for a while what (laughs) 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 i still haven't watched that trailer yet oh you i don't know if it gives i guess it spoils in the sense that it tells you who's there Hmm. but i mean yeah
2: i mean i can envision some of the characters uh yeah, like that—that that might have had hazy futures uh, potentially after yeah. some events. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I could see many of them. Like, oh, they—you know—they're they, a okay, but uh, mm. but yeah, yeah no. I,
0: well, you, you only need to play for like five minutes to realize that Tataru is is nothing will befall Tataru. <laughs> 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 like she's she's teflon nobody's uh, like, uh, they they'd burn down the servers before anyone was allowed to <laughs> oh yeah mess oh, with dude, her Oh how
2: could i forget
0: moon Brida, the goat
2: oh she's yeah. the best dude I,
1: oh, I love how she teases rianchi <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he was so uncomfortable that
2: poor son of a gun <laughs> Oh uh, yeah but was, that, that i think yeah. it just goes to show you and how you sort of mentioned it it's just like all of these characters are, are are really great. I mean, like, the, the main cast, if you will, and then even just characters that you sort of run into on the side or, or maybe you spend quite a bit of time with at one point, and then you, you leave, and the story sort of pushes you in another direction. And then, like, oh, now even in the beginning of Heaven's War, like, oh, like, yeah, I had, like, a whole quest line, like, this is how we became buddies, and, like, now, now we're in close proximity again, and, like, okay... At least for right now, like, you're going to be a main focal point of the story, sort of helping to push it along. So I think uh, I think they've done a really awesome job.
0: Yeah, well, I think um, Estinian is uh, a standard for me, especially because, I like, I met him the on. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, if you do
1: the Dragoon, I was going to say, if you do the Dragoon, like, yeah. you see him beforehand. I was like, wait, wait, is he even in <laughs>
0: <Aram Reborn?" laughs> Yeah, no, he's technically in Aram Reborn, cause yeah. I I met him uh, as a Dragoon. And that's one of the things, like, too, is that I, like, I have the Dragoon armor, so I look like Kane from Final Fantasy IV, which mm. is fantastic, <laughs> I just love it. I've been using glamours to maintain, like, even though the, that Dragoon armor is no longer, like, the strongest, I'm still, like, every time I get a new thing, I just glamour it back to my original... Uh, um, okay, you should
1: little... get glamour plates, because that way you don't have to keep spending as much glamour prisms to keep the outfit. I'm going to have to read it. Yeah, that yeah now. you Dummy. basically yeah. put put the items <laughs> that you want your stuff to look like in the glamour dresser, and then, like, there's like, uh, you just look up how to use glamour plates, and then you basically just, like, sort of assign an outfit. The only issue with that is, like, if you change between them and, like, one of the glamour outfits doesn't have a headpiece, it'll still keep the last glamour you had on, and it's like, ah! So i will have, like, a bit annoying sometimes. <laughs> I have to look into that one. But yeah, just look up how you use glamour plates. Uh... It's easier, <laughs> cheaper. Yeah.
0: It was funny running into Estinian um, in h- at the beginning of Heaven's War because I'm like, hey, that's that's the guy I I, I beat his butt in like twenty yeah. hours ago. Like, <laughs> now he's coming around like he's hot stuff. So, but, but his attitude is hilarious because it's like it's it's basically like his attitude is the way I usually play RPGs where it's like, okay, we'll try this uh, this um, uh, diplomacy stuff, but I have to if I have to kill somebody, it's just got to draw the sword. So be it. <laughs> yeah. Or I think his his line was, "I won't start anything, but I sure as hell will finish it." <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh,
2: it, it's actually and so how many classes? I mean, I guess this is more towards Dave, but it, page two, like classes, have you messed around with? Um, I sure page has done much. I, more Yeah, than you, she's probably got a beat uh, no. for
1: sure. Um, I, I saw paladin, and then I'm paladin. <laughs>
2: so you're just a paladin. Sh-
1: I. I tried dancer, I and mean, then because I'm used to DPS, like, I haven't even beaten the first job quest. So, um, and I've tried blue mage, but that's a limited job. It's kind of a pain. So I, that's like little t- blue nothing, mage, right? Basically. Like that's
2: sort of like like it doesn't really count.
1: You can only do it if you're like doing things unsynced and like stuff like yeah, yeah. Um, although you can do quite story quests unsynced, and it still counts as doing them. So, uh, <laughs> uh, I think yeah. I've started doing the Dark Knight, because that is in Heavensward, um, and I think the people say the story for that's really good, um, I don't know if I can, like, say my comment on it without technically being kind of spoilers for it, but, um. Well, well, it's funny you mentioned the 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 Dark Knight. The person who wrote the Dark Knight questline, um, wrote Shadowbringer's story, too, so. Mm. Well, I was gonna say that
2: that was one that like just uh like I was thinking about I I just did the first quest on uh Dark Knight last night and I don't plan on really leveling it up <laughs> too much more at least in the immediate future but I love the line like the Dark Knight was like you're like trying to just save some girl and, and this is a spoiler for like a, a nothing quest um and he's just like Just go up there, like, to to the bad guy, and if he threatens that girl, just let him know, you're not here for her, you're here for him. And I'm like, oh, man, that's so amazing, dude. Like, what a line. (laughs) Imagine saying that to, like, someone who had a hostage. Like, I'm not here for them. I'm here for you. Like, oh, snap.
1: Yeah. Um... So I'm trying to um, foray into DPS, um, so I think I'm trying to do Samurai because it's still, like, a sword. I can use one of my Yoko Watch Glamas on it. (laughs) Um, I can use one of my Mog Station outfits with the, the, like, the pants and it looks good with it. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm quite used to being tank and I find trying to do DPS or healing, that sounds quite terrifying to me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not supposed to get uh... hit? Like, (laughs) what?
0: <laughs> I I've actually done quite a bit then uh, um when I think about it because I was actually just thinking back to like so the first when I first started playing Final Fantasy 14 last year uh I was the archer and I graduated to become a bard mm. um so the the bard was weird to me because there's like this musical meter and stuff and so I didn't get too far into that um when it before I ended up going on like a year's hiatus or whatever and then when I came back uh I this year and uh, I started off as a tank um uh, pal or er, gladiator I think it was. Um so I was a tank for a bit and, and it seemed fine like I, I had the same thing where it's like I I was just going in and hitting people and not really knowing what I was supposed to be doing um <laughs> until somebody told me hey genius uh why don't you hit all the enemies so they all look at you and I'm like oh okay. Um so I <laughs> Oh that's how it that, works. <laughs> That's how this works. So I kind of figured it out that way. Um, so I got to level thirty, and then I uh, ended up. I very quickly. I can't remember what it was. I, there was something that I graduated to, but I like I did it for like an hour, so I, I can't really say much to that. But then I switched to um, Pugilist because I thought I had to be a Pugilist to end up as a Gunbreaker. So <laughs> yeah. so I was like, so I had like the the punching like the boxing glove type weapons for probably ten. So I got to level 30 as a Gladiator. I got to level 10 there and then I ended up switching. So then when I saw that Gunbreaker was like level 60 and you didn't need anything to be a Gunbreaker, you Mm. just needed to get to level 60, Mm. I was like, all right, screw it. I'll be a Dragoon. (laughs) So then I looked up and I was like, okay, I have to start as a Lancer. So I I started off as a Lancer, which is pretty neat. It's just kind of a basic DPS and you just got to get up close and do a lot of jabbing and stuff. Um. And then uh, graduated to a Dragoon, which was really fun. Um, so it's a lot of jumping, obviously, um, attacks. And i um, loving being a Dragoon. And then, uh, so my kids, my son started off as a Lancer, so that was easy to know. Uh, but my daughter wanted to be a, um, a mage, so I've been doing, um, playing with her as a, as a mage. Um, so I've been doing, like, learning the magic meter. Uh, basically, like, how, depending on the spells you do, like, it can affect... Basically chaining spells like if you do a blizzard attack, then you you can your magic replenishes quicker. But if you do a fire attack, you can like basically chain fire attacks and they progressively get stronger and stuff. So there's just so many little details like that. But um, of everything, I dragoon is still my favorite. Mm. Um. You're gonna be a pro with all these different classes you mess (laughs) around with.
1: Mm. Um, I think yeah, pal is my favorite because I'm just used to it. I've got like the Giant wings that can come out and protect people behind me if they don't move. Uh, <laughs> I, I can heal myself <laughs> if I need to because I don't trust healers sometimes. Uh, <laughs> Sheltron, oh,
2: I love that move. Um,
1: mm, I'm yeah, I'm quite comfortable with tanking, so I'm, tr- I'm trying to break out a bit. But you know, plus <laughs> paladin is the, the the rep class for endwalker, so it's actually thing yeah, cuz you can you can buy like job skips which i don't recommend cuz you won't really know how to do things properly um but apparently like paladins now the number one that's being bought because <laughs> because it's like the oh, the poster job for the new expansion yeah. and i'm like yes um plus i've got my shield glam and i, I always like having my shield glam to help like represent i think my just the character. shield
2: in general like mm. to me like i love a good fashion shield in a video game
1: and I'll say if you do want to do miner or botanist, I would say wait until after you've beaten Heaven's Sword, like and the post Heaven's Sword, because there's like this new area and it's so much easier to like grind. Like I said, it took me three or five days to get miner to max level. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty quick. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, so it's, better <laughs> off just yeah waiting. It is <laughs> funny though, like um, because yeah, my men's getting through it, and basically not spoiling Heaven's Sword too much, but like. Um there's, like, a restoration project that was, like, this crafting and gathering thing. So what he's done, he's gone, he's unlocked the quest for it and, like, oh, you can help out with this. And then immediately it goes to the cutscene with, congratulations, we finished the restoration. Because it was, like, a, an event going through the world. Like, people are already in, like, every server have already completed it now. Mm. Which all made me interested, because when the Australian servers finally come up, does that mean we're going to have to do it? Like, <laughs> we're going to have to... Start do over the restoration. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um but yeah, that's it yeah. If you if you want to do like those couple gathering classes, I would wait until after having some because you 'cause you'll it'll be a lot easier. You only it?
0: Well, we can't uh, we can't end our conversation without first talking about the music, though, because uh, oh. this is I know I know going into it I I always heard people say like the music's great, but until you get in there and start hearing it, man, like it it blows your mind like the um, oh I should have looked up the name of the composer before we got into it, but the I I think uh, again as someone who's who's played all the Final Fantasies to hear like all of these like old um themes, the old songs from Uimatsu and then they're kind of like re-rework, remastered and cool. everything. And, and but then even the original stuff in there, like the the even like simple things, like the Gradian, just the regular Gradian theme is, is just this mellow um woodsy like just it just that sounds so amazing! Just walking through the forest, and you kind of got this. It, it's like the themes that they come up with just work so well for all of the different locations.
1: I um, that I only recently have started like turning my music up because I just generally don't have it on in games, so I can listen to other stuff. But yeah, there have been songs I like. Um, in Shadowbringers, there's uh, one of the post-like story, like just like an optional quest one. Where, like there's like a area. With this one that a lot of people like, and like they d- they did a meme of, and they even like referenced it in <laughs> in the um, latest fan fest. But I li- I liked the boss theme for one of them, and then so sort of like oh um, that that seemed like earlier in the game because I didn't do a lot of the optional stuff. But there's like a I think like there's the Alexander stuff, and like that's just a re- redoing of that song. So if I go back and do that, I'll get to hear that song elsewhere <laughs> that I really like.
2: Oh, I tell you what, the Ishgard theme when i got in there i was in like literally i was in heaven it was like i was just listening to music i'm like and i love a good snowy area in a video game so i was like oh this is so good and it's funny too because um what's it camp Dragonhead, right is that is that the one yeah i hated that music only because it was it was just (laughs) so like dramatic you know what i mean so like every time you went in there it was like really like punching hard i'm like jesus like I love the area, but I'm like this music's a little too much. So like Ishgard, like it pumps the brakes a little bit, you know what I mean? But I feel like keeps the the same kind of tone because uh, they're both you know up up north or you know where wherever they in the the world, like they're you know close to to one another. But yeah, I think the music's really good. Um, I, I am looking forward to, like I said, if if uh, Ishgard's anything to uh, to sort of set the table for the other, you know. Pieces of uh, music we'll be hearing throughout that expansion, and then more.
0: It's like uh, I'm I'm excited for sure. Yeah, well, there's like just little things like uh, like when you ride in the chocobo, the, you, you have there's like a, a remastered or you can turn that off by the version.
1: way. Oh, it's, well, yeah, different it's mounts chocobo have different theme. songs. Like I've oh, uh, got the yeah. Trintania, and yeah, yeah, um, like they have different groups of songs. Like the chocobo has the chocobo theme, um, Trintania, and some others have this different theme that plays. So, like, the, yeah, there's there's just a few different ones, and then like, I guess the the mounts are grouped per those different themes. See,
2: I turned mine off yeah. just well, the, to the, keep whatever yeah. was playing.
0: I I did I got the Magitek tank, yeah. So I'm like r- running around on the Final Fantasy 6 Magitek <laughs> suit, yeah. and it plays the Final Fantasy VI, um like the song that plays at the beginning of Final Fantasy 6 is, is the song that's playing while you're riding uh, the Magitek uh, armor. Mm. So it's. So it's like um, it's like the beginning of Final Fantasy Six all the time. It's amazing. <laughs> like I love it.
1: I uh what's even better is like the orchestra so when you've got um, an apartment or a house or a room and somebody's like F C house and, oh you can play it in the inns too. You know, the orchestra and scrolls you get? So whenever yep. you're in the inn deck like, you can or that your room you can choose to play whatever song you've put in it. Um so like that actually <laughs> that's also like a paid thing, you can buy some of them. So I thought it was really funny, because with the latest FanFest, they um, so there was like a beforehand, there was like a Pulse remix album that you can buy where it's like remixes of some of the songs of Final Fantasy XIV and I can't buy that in Australia, like I think I'd have to go on Amazon America and that's probably the only way I can get it, which is especially weird since like the screen explorer in Australia only sells digital goods and like I can't even buy a digital album, but (laughs) I can buy an orchestrian scroll based on some of the remix music and play it in the game, but I, <laughs> I can't <think> my character, <laughs> my character can have the music. Win-win situation. Like, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, and like, you, and then you get like tattered pieces, so you try and collect all the bits to try and get these songs. Um, so yeah, and like, and like, yeah, different. Some mounts have yeah unique songs. Like you get the regalia that's coming back. You get. Music from Final Fantasy XV when you pl- when you ride that, um, and I think that's one good thing. See, so for me, I aside from spin-offs, I really haven't played any other Final Fantasy games, and I'm able to play through the story and enjoy the game just for what it is, and like enjoy all like the little extra things. But for a Final Fantasy fan, you would have so much more because you'd be like, oh, this is like a summon or whatever, like there was an optional dungeon in Shadowbringers where I saw something and I recognised it because I think I had like a piece of a trading card or something, or I, I was watching my fiancé play, like, Final Fantasy 8, I'm like, hey, it's that thing you summon is a boss I'm fighting in this dungeon. Like, and, yeah, there's, like, little minions, so you've got, like, the cane minion, you've got, yeah, all things like that, um, some characters, references, like, you know, you've got Sig- Sid and Biggs and Wedge. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. The Seventh Heaven yep. Burrow. Yeah, there's like, there's tons of, um, things like that. And then I think once you get more to Stormblood, there is, say, there is references to like Ivalis, but it's not like it isn't like the other Final Fantasy games. It's more in, in Eorzea, it's like Ivalis is like an ancient civilization that was long gone. So the things in it aren't exactly the same because, you know, it's a different universe, but it's, it's cool to have reference to that and have things very similar to it and there's like a whole raid series about that um so if like you can perfectly enjoy it even if you're not a final fantasy fan but if you are you're gonna like see so many more things that like would you be like oh it's this and this and this and this and then <laughs> nerd out that's big why time. I'm, I'm kind of like oh i didn't because i was having issues like psps and stuff i haven't played um final fantasy 4 but i know i need to before endwalker comes out because there's tons of like Stuff where everyone's like, this is the same. This is like this is just copying for like <laughs> This is
0: Yeah. Well even um like even the, the Garlamedian uh enemies like in the big suits of armor, like as soon as they see them, I was like, Oh it's the judges from Final Fantasy twelve. <laughs> like as ba- like the the armor is exactly the same. Like it's that's uh, so the they're yeah, the, like even even though Evil East might be like this ancient civilization in, in that game, there's still the connections like, uh, the connections, yeah, like those. Those are clearly based on the judges from Final Fantasy XII.
2: Yeah, they're they're but fanfare yes, all over. So much the place. little details. It, it's yeah. really it's like a like a Final Fantasy theme park, you know. Mm. So you get to tra- well, travel travel yeah. around.
0: Well, we know. haven't even we haven't even been to the Golden Saucer yet. I know. Like, yeah, I barely... what are you
1: doing? You got to do your fashion report so <laughs> you can get enough MGP to get the car.
2: I know. I need to pick my game up.
1: <laughs> um, I know where it is. And there's like fun I, little like mini it, games too. Family. So. Yeah. You, get, you just got Chocobo Racing. There's Triple Triad. There's Mahjong. What do you well, well,
0: I really want to play Triple Triad, so I'm going to have to play. You get a mount for, awesome. like,
1: winning all the Triple Triad matches in the world. Like, you know? Well,
0: th- I know what I'm doing after this. <laughs> 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 Playing some Triple Triad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This
1: is the last call for alcohol this evening. Up, drink up drink up and order again
2: this
1: is the last
2: call
0: for alcohol get going well this is this is probably a good spot to, to leave off for now um, I know I, I know in the discord <laughs> I think the three of us are pretty much the only ones that play or at least the only ones that will admit they play Final Fantasy 14 um, but yeah like if anyone's listening um, uh, on the podcast and you want you know you want to head over to the discord to uh talk with some other final fantasy fans come see us if uh if you know if the if the discord people has still have no intention and this is this is all you want to hear about final fantasy 14 let us know that too um because there, there could be another episode down the line if people want it or people don't so just let us know but i can just tell you that um you know i i'm i'm someone who grew up with consoles uh grew up playing single-player rpgs never really getting into multiplayer games um i i probably uh, you know said many of many a negative things about mmos in the past probably <laughs> even final fantasy 14 i'm sure that i'm on the record somewhere as saying this is a crap game i'll never touch and, and here you are yeah i'm just mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised i'm telling you right now as uh as some the least likely person to enjoy this game i'm having a a ball of a time, and I'm d- desperately trying and, to, like, not just put all my time into it, because I know there's other things that need to be played, but... And remember... Th- this is something that's probably going to be around for a while.
1: And remember, you can try out the game for free. You don't have to commit to it <laughs> financially. Yeah, I was going to say,
0: have
2: you heard... The critically acclaimed <laughs> MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV with the expanded free trial which you can play through mm-hmm. the entirety of A Realm Reborn and the award winning Heavensward expansion up to level 60 for free with no restrictions on play time. It's free guys. Mm. Level 60?
0: On your PS4 or PS5? I, I have literally you been don't even playing need a this PC? game
2: for like, what? what's it David? Been like a month and a half? Like yeah, yep. a month and a half and, 45 and I have just gotten into Heavensward. So I could have played all that without paying a penny, and you could also level mm-hmm. up all those—well, not all the classes, jobs, but the all the, uh, all
1: the classes that are from yeah from within that point. base game and heavensward. Yeah, so like there, you so could literally play this game a,
2: probably for the rest of your life without ever paying for mm. it.
1: <laughs> there's actually like a picture of someone's like search info and they have all the classes you can get in the free trial up to max and their search info was like oh, I can't accept your friend request because that's one of the restrictions <laughs> and someone's like my man is finessing Square Enix right here because he's like he's getting every single part of the game he can that he doesn't need to spend money on to like if you level up
2: all those classes I mean like you could it'd be like thousands of hours for free yeah. <laughs> it's it
0: really is crazy yeah you know yeah we could easily go on for, for a lot longer than this but i think we'll leave it at that for uh, this episode and move on to last call which is sort of on topic it's uh, something that's uh, been on my mind lately with some different nintendo games that have come out and so our last call topic for this episode is um, whether investing uh, whether it's worth investing interest in the game that's come out i don't i don't want to say it's partially complete but it's certainly not the in the the complete intended release, um, and whether uh you know it's worth getting into something like that. So I'll throw it an example here. Um, so you know Nintendo games we've seen a few of them now where Animal Crossing came out, mm. uh, New Horizons last year, and you know they it, it wasn't with everything they said. You know we're going to be updating this for three years. It, so it didn't. It
1: didn't even have the holidays. Well, see, yeah. it, it, and um, it's funny. I'm really upset at this. Like, I mean, I, I recently got that um, book about Awada where some of these quotes say, you know, one of them was taking into consideration that not all customers have internet access. And like Nintendo's just completely ignored that now. You know why? Because there are people that... Hmm?
2: I was going to say, every, like, I was thinking about this same thing the other day, and it's like, ever since the big reg left and we got Bowser, things are changing.
1: I don't think that affects things like Animal Crossing and that, because that's Japan is developing it. Well, I'm, um, Well, yeah, I guess so. Shh, hmm. stop
2: destroying my <laughs> point in front of everybody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, there are a lot of people that buy video games and don't have internet access at home, and then they cannot properly enjoy Animal Crossing because they won't have any of the holidays, they won't have any of these updates, like, what? I think the art exhibit was an update, like things like it's really basic stuff, then some really basic stuff still isn't in the game. And like, one of the things I was thinking of, like, so you've got here, MMOs, expansions, that's kind of expected that you get expansions, that's the thing. Whereas I was thinking, it's better than Sims 4 expansions where, and packs where they're just constantly, constantly throwing at you. Meanwhile, the base game was missing so many features. Like, if you look at what it was missing on launch, they eventually added later and some things are still missing. Like, like I I don't like how these sequels or later iterations in a series are worse off than their predecessors. Like, oh, well, you you get the update and you got to wait years for it to still be not as good Mm. as the games before it.
2: Yeah, well, I guess like because I've always like with Animal Crossing, that would be the one with Nintendo. I'd sort of defend in the sense like, well, they didn't, you know. It, it's it's fun to have everyone experiencing those holidays at the same time instead of people like time but traveling. People, people still do it anyway.
1: It. But but then <laughs> as I, soon as the update rolls, they go. To oh it. yeah,
2: for sure. No, for sure. But I mean, I guess it keeps it sort of close. But uh, but yeah, I, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about people who don't have internet access or or very reliable internet access so yeah I I don't know for a game like that and like especially like Mario Golf and it's like give me everything or just wait like wait until it's ready and I know like they got to push it out or whatever but so frustrating.
1: I'll say outside of Animal Crossing like because that one should just have the holidays inbuilt because it's you know what the other games did it so life seemed like a real-time game. When it comes to, like, say, other games, like, say, how Monster Hunter World did, like, those seasonal events, I don't mind that so much, because it's sort of a way to get people to come into the game. But when it, yeah, when it comes to, like, something like Animal Crossing or, like, some of these Nintendo games where they clearly just not finished the game, you know, it's like, I'd rather you finish the game. Like, have some some seasonal events and, like, updates are fine, but, yeah, not when it comes at the cost of, like, actually just not finishing the game in the first place.
0: Mm. Well, look at uh, Super Mario Party, they, well, they, they online, don't even like have online, like, deal. you can't even play online, and then what, they're, like, three years later, <laughs> they finally like, well, here's your online now, oh, by the way, there's a new Super Mario Party coming out in a few months, though, so, yes, you
2: know, looks, well, like, yeah. that was t- a big middle finger. That was, was. definitely a beta <laughs> for online, for the new one, like, for sure.
1: Um, it was so weird, especially, like, now it's gonna be, like, I'm just gonna, like, hide Super Mario Party, because I don't... I, it's it's one of the few games that I point out to people like you can't play it on the Switch Lite unless you you know buy extra controllers and sync them like, but the new one like they specifically said it's gonna be like button control you know so it's just like here this Mario Party get this <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah like it it seems like Nintendo is like for games that are coming out kind of incomplete uh, with the promise that they're gonna update it later Nintendo seems to be the kind of I would say the probably the worst
1: mm.
0: worst uh, per, uh company right now for that but. Uh, the other thing that made me think of this particular topic was when Endwalker came out and they were talking about it was like the end of the heidelin um uh storyline and stuff and i'm like but what <laughs> it's like eight years <laughs> people had to wait eight years to 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 end the you know it's not out yet obviously it's out oh. near the end of the year and i'm like and i'm sitting here like you know, i coming in at twenty 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 one and by I'm sure by the time Endwalker's out, like Casey now probably be caught up to to the story at that That's point. That's the goal. But I was thinking, like, all the poor people that, that started off years ago that that'd that been waiting like this long and, and I know you're having fun and you're enjoying things and I, I suppose when you're going into in an MMO there's there's already kind of that preconceived idea of like you probably you know, the story's gonna be ongoing. So it's just something that you have to deal with, but I, like for me, like one of the big things about RPGs for me is that I I always enjoy like the the story is one of the biggest factors of whether I enjoy an RPG or not, and if the game ends with like no no conclusion to the story, <laughs> or or if big it's old like, cliffhanger. Oh, see you back. Yeah, like uh, especially like and it's funny because I'm saying this as a Trails, <laughs> <laughs> but again I I came in so late that all the Trails games are are done, but uh but th- even then like it's it's not an incomplete story like they did a good job of like the you know this is a part of the story but you know y- you you leave satisfied i guess yeah. is the best part
1: that's what i say i think like like that it's sort of like say a you know, certain like uh, manga or something they have different story arcs that like are complete you know what's happened the plots of that part of the story are completed but there's still the overall Mm. goal there's the overall theme that it's working towards I think MMS is not so bad because it's just sort of what you expect I'm just more annoyed when it's yeah when you (laughs) you're releasing a game that's not finished or um, say like some people were annoyed with Monster Hunter Rise because they sort of left the end of the story for an update later and not just when it came out you know Mm -hmm. and sometimes it sort of seems as a way to try and get more people into the game. We'll get more people playing the game after it's initially mm. come out, um, which I don't like.
0: <laughs> well, the, and the other thing to consider is in the future, like uh, let's, let's use it animal crossing for example, or Mario golf, like the one that came out, you know, Mary, they say, Oh, well, we we'll, we're going to add these courses as an update later. And it's like, okay, that's great. But what if, what happens in like five years from now or 10 years from now when, you know, maybe I've got a new switch or something and I plug in Mario golf and, the, the, the servers, gone. like the server, yeah. they just shut. They they turn off the servers. Like, um, so oh, now, they got you covered. Dave. I don't
2: the the, uh, the Mario Golf Complete Edition, Animal oh, Crossing, yeah, I'm Animal sure Crossing Definitive Edition with all the DLC. Make you buy it
0: two or three times.
1: Hey, they kind of yeah. hey they kind of did that with um. Say when New Leaf got a huge update with some extra stuff. They actually did a reprint yep. of the game that came with the update on the. I
2: remember of, that, yeah. Which I guess
1: was good because they wouldn't, you know, obviously there'd be less copies of it because it's been out for a while, but then it's also kind of good because people that don't have the access, they don't know, like, you know, their 3DS could just
2: Snagging get it.
1: it. Um, but yeah, I really just like treating these normal sort of retail games that, you know, we're not necessarily single player, in you know, and Mario Golf and I'm of a multi but like treating these these games like... MMO or games as a service or like treating it like an online multiplayer game because if you're playing an on- always online game, you expect updates, you expect changes, things happen because yeah, tuning that's and part stuff. of it. But like g- games I can play offline and then, then they're missing stuff and like, it's to come later. I'm like, what are you doing?
2: Yep, and then with like word of ubisoft right like aren't they shifting towards live services and all that stuff which yeah uh it's so funny too to think just like man when like the first dlc came out or i mean maybe not the first but like the first instances i I can remember be like oh like call of duty you know like new maps you know and it was just like whoa like they're making new maps for this game like awesome and like i feel like the spirit was there and then yeah then all of a sudden like some higher up was like, well, why can't we just rebrand this thing as day one DLC? It's like, uh, like, that is the most (laughs) asinine statement of all time. It's like, no, that's just the game. Like, ugh. ugh. Capitalism, man.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, uh, you know, we complain about this, but I suppose, like, the the other... um the other bad thing you, you could get another Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven where it's like, well, we're just gonna ship this. It'll work for about ten percent of the people that buy the game, and then we'll fix it for Dude, them later.
2: Honestly, they 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 should face criminal charges, it, like <laughs> it's, from from it's the so, state that like, they the only PS4 just got version back was released on the. In? P- and, like, they can oh, conveniently yeah. never showed any footage, didn't send out, like, review copies for the... It's like, come on, man. They knew exactly what was up. Yeah. Like, th- that... And they still took people's money.
0: Well, and they're still... Like, they're still way behind even on... The DLC Like, I remember stuff. in November, they were like, ah, well, we'll have a PS5 fix in, like, January. And now it's... they Like, they finally, finally now, in, like, July, like, oh, actually, we finally fixed it to be, like playable enough that sony will let us back on the store it's not even really fixed and they still don't have the the ps5 upgrade that was supposed to come out in february it, uh, so it's and now they're saying it's going to be 2022 before that do comes you think out. of
2: like the goodwill cd project redhead with like the witcher and like like everyone loved that? this, this <laughs> is the way gone. you do triple a <laughs> yeah yeah <coughs> and then all of a sudden then now it's this and it's like jeez bro like what a fall from grace
0: yeah Yeah, i mean it, you know it is what it is and developers are going to do whatever it takes to make money like you said capitalism but when uh, when people complain about it i'm just like yeah you you've earned the right you 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 go ahead like i i i'm hoping it's a practice that eventually you know goes back to you know let's let's ship a good product day one and if you want to add on to it later through dlc or whatever that's fine but we need to get back to having a a complete playable edition on day one Mm. i think
2: Mm. yep Uh, and then even like warcraft like their big thing too is like it's like ever since like activision and blizzard became one it was like oh man it's like it's all about like player (laughs) metrics you know what i mean and making sure people are in the game playing and this that and the other thing where like you know, Final Fantasy, you know, Square Enix is like, hey, you can play our game, and, you know, then if you put it down for a little bit, like, then we hope you come back for the next patch, you know, where, like, Blizzard is like, you need to play every day, all day, for as long as you Forever. can, <laughs> and if you would like to buy some things from the cash shop, we would love that too. Thank you. And it's like, oh just... Yeah. It it sucks, but but then that like I mean it sucks for Blizzard in that sense, but like that's why I think people are really appreciating Final Fantasy 14 so much is because it doesn't feel the, like the
1: that. devs care.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> no, not often you hear people say uh, Square Enix is caring about their fans. It's mm. usually, it's, it's usually <laughs> the other way. So. Well, uh, well uh, I mean, nice after to the, have the latest on fan the other fest, of the Game
1: Australian service. Uh, my opinion's a bit yeah. higher. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say anything <laughs> next to Blizzard like, right
2: now this is looking pretty good too.
1: I know it's just like, just with the store, it's like, let me give you my money, like you won't even let me buy a digital album. Like, what? <laughs> Blizzard's like, we'll
2: get, we'll, we'll take it. <laughs> Come over here, Page. Play Warcraft oh, for, for a little. <laughs> no, no. for a little
0: bit like there, it. you couldn't even buy, you couldn't even buy Final Fantasy fourteen digitally for a little for a. That was days so there. funny. So that was. But yeah, I guess this is a good place to end the episode. I just want to, uh, for anyone who enjoyed it, uh, we have more episodes that you might not have even listened to if you're not part of the Patreon. So head on over to patreon.com slash thethirstymage. There's uh, a, a, there's the Aubin Time is a second podcast that we started. we got about, uh, I think, eight, eight episodes or so on there already, which we're adding uh, on the go as we go there. So anyone looking for more content, uh, feel free to go over there. We also have an RPG club. Uh, you can get the details there as well. And like I said earlier, we have the Discord channel for uh, all the fans there. So we've got a bunch of games that we're playing. Um, channels for so that you can kind of go in there and uh, talk to people while you're playing, which uh, can be heighten your experience with your own RPG. So there's a lot of lot of fun people to. Goof around with there and um, yeah, this, we just also want to. Oh, I guess uh, page. Uh, what do you, anything that you have on uh, coming up for reviews or on your YouTube channel?
1: Um, I think there's there's a couple of things. Um, that I'm, like there's one thing I'm behind on really badly, and then I don't know when it will come out because um, I've got another review where there's no embargo for Super Squidlet, but that game comes out on the thirtieth, so presumably the review will be out before the end of the month. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cool, and uh, Casey's up to his usual antics on uh, the Talk Nintendo podcast. Yep,
2: and then you could uh, you could find uh, Stalfo San, uh, Lalafell Tank over on the Diablo server, or Diablos or whatever it, it's yeah. uh, and you could play with me and David.
0: Yep, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm Jericho linehart on the uh, Diablo server. Oh, what's as well what's your name, page In there,
1: uh, yeah. Lisa Ivy.
0: Mm. There it is. No,
1: mm. but I think I'm on Brunhilda at the moment.
2: That's fun to say.
0: Okay. Well, if you if you can get into our server, we're, we're <laughs> yeah, I, I happy can to visit be, yours. Happy at the happy moment you. You're
1: in the same data center, but when the Australian servers come up, I'm gone. She's dipping. You'll, ne- you'll never see me again. <laughs> I'm not even making an alt. I'm just I'm one transferring. One. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm just gone. Deuces.
0: You given given Square Enix or twenty bucks and transferring your character with a smile. Um, well,
1: when, when it, I think it'd be preferred for the new ones because <laughs> they want to, they want people to populate. Oh, it, that's so, true. Like, yeah, free. Nah, um, sure. before yeah. these rushes, there'd be preferred servers where it would be like you know <laughs> you you, you, you yeah. wouldn't have to pay to transfer and you'd actually get an XP boost as well. So
2: i the XP boost. It's like mm. I'm already out pacing every piece of content i'm doing i don't need extra experience <laughs> yeah.
1: well it's good if you're doing extra classes it's, it's, oh yeah it's true <laughs> that's
0: true we'll just have to follow your final fantasy 14 exploits uh, via twitter <laughs> some videos and such yeah i just want to thank uh Paige and casey for joining me for this uh for the episode that no one asked for mm-hmm. uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully if uh, you made it to the end uh, you at least enjoyed uh, hearing about the game and uh, like i said if you never end up playing it yourself at least you maybe know a little bit more about it and uh you know there's always lots of stuff being talked about so you, you've you got it from direct from stores from people who played it so now uh when someone brings it up and uh, you definitely don't want to play you'll be able to at least have a quick conversation about the different things so we're uh, happy to, to educate you but like i said if there are people out there who are either quietly uh the, the, the silent minority that still want to hear about more Final Fantasy 14 stuff, you better let us know on Twitter or onto the Discord, and we'll have to uh, look at doing another episode down the line. But until then, I want to thank everyone for coming out and listening to the Thirsty Mage. Guys, Bye. don't forget,
1: have you hurt? Heard- no. <laughs> <laughs>